Oh my gosh, you guys, this is so crazy. I was live in some other group. Like, I don't even know what's happening. And it says we've been running for five minutes. That's crazy. I don't even know what's happening right now. So, <laughs> this is insane. All right. So let me see if this comes up in the chat. All right, so we're back. I really don't know what's happening and what's going on. Um, apparently I was live in some other group. Wasn't even live in this group. Don't know how that happened. So today is March 29th. You guys, I don't even know what happened. That was so crazy. I was live in some other group and I had to like go in and like delete the video. What was I doing in some other group? Hi, Brenda. How are you? So we're live now. Uh, Facebook has changed some things again. And um, you know, the funny thing is, is they don't like send out notifications or anything about when they change things up. You just kind of have to figure it out when you get there. So let me know what you guys want to talk about tonight. And this is Soul Essentials Healing Hour, so it's all things healing, all things raising your self-esteem, reducing anxiety, reducing depression. We also can talk about soul issues, um, evolving. We can talk about spirits on the other side, energy, all these kinds of things. So let me know in the chat what you want to talk about. One of the things that has been coming up a lot uh, this week, I'm finding, is uh, people's energy kind of being off, uh, feeling down, and uh, being busy. That was another one. A lot of people are feeling really busy. Um, you know, we're shifting into a new month, so we're shifting into new energies. So I think everybody is feeling a little stressed. And last week we talked about how to deal with the ups and downs of life, how to know that life just flows, that it always will flow, it always will go up and down. That's what we talked about last week. This week I'm finding people are saying that they're super busy, um, and it, there a lot of people are feeling uh, kind of overwhelmed and stressed with what's going on in the world or what's going on in their life. So. Uh, if you are on here and you have a specific question, let me know what that is and we can talk about that specific question or um, I can just pick a topic and we can talk about that. So today is actually the 29th of March. Today is the day that uh, my mother passed um, seven years ago and the thing is is that the body never really forgets when we have a traumatic event because the cells take a snapshot of everything that's going on in that moment. So it takes a snapshot of the weather, of the smells, of the air, the sounds, um, who was there, who's around. So what I found was actually yesterday I was kind of off. Yesterday my energy was kind of off. And because the calendar changes, um, I usually am off, uh, not on the exact day. So like today is the day, the 29th, that my mom passed, but my energy was actually off a day or so ago. And because I think the calendar changes, that's why. Your cells remember the day, and because the dates change in the year, um, they don't always match up with what your body feels. So that's one thing that happens. So if you have people that say, oh, I get, you know, I struggle every year in the spring or I struggle every year in October, um, that would be why, because your cells have memory. And if it's a traumatic event, your body, your subconscious mind takes a snapshot of everything that's going on, every nuance of energy that is going on during that time, okay? So, your healing after the breakup, 
with a friend. I've experienced a lot of anger and sadness over the last year. Okay. So when we, again, um, have a traumatic experience, your brain will take a snapshot. And if it's a traumatic event, um, it will take in more information. So we become, if it's a hurtful traumatic event, we in a sense become hypersensitive. So events like what you are talking about, um, they're a shock to the system. We go about our life, we go about our daily life, and we're living, and we think everything is pretty much normal, and then we have this giant shock to the system. And it throws us off of our balance, off of our norm. And because an event like this that you're describing um, is painful, very painful, because actually you have two losses here, right? So not just the husband, but the friend. You have two losses. Um, how long has it been, Brenda? Uh, over the last year, you're saying, so has it been about a year? So one of the things is to acknowledge how much of a shock to the system this would have been, because we're looking at two losses, and how much change that is, like in an instant, um, so, is it just been a year? So normally the first stage is to, one, acknowledge that it was a giant loss, that it was a huge shock, that it threw you off your base, and then the next part is to um, acknowledge all of those emotions and not try to suppress them, to actually acknowledge them. We don't want to be stuck in them because being stuck in them um, hurts us more. We end up holding on to these hurtful emotions. 15 months, yeah. We hold on to these hurtful emotions because we're trying to protect ourselves in a way from... So one reason is because we are trying to protect ourselves from it happening again. So we kind of put up these guards, you know, so we don't get taken advantage of again. And those defense mechanisms, they're defense mechanisms, but they don't actually work. They never actually work. So a lot of people will use anger as a defense mechanism. And behind anger is always pain. That's what behi is behind anger. And some control, in control as well. And what we have to realize is that the defense mechanism is not working. It's actually hurting us more than it's helping us, right? That's the first thing. So we want to, that's a, you know, we want to acknowledge the emotion. We want to acknowledge that it's there, not try to suppress it. We want to actually acknowledge it. Give yourself the right to be angry, the right to be sad. Um, I had a person one time say, well, I just hate that I feel this way now. I hate that I'm like this, that I am hurt because I thought I was a strong person. So it's not that you're not a strong person, it's that this was a huge trauma for you and we have to we do have to work through those emotions we have to work through the anger the sadness so anger is a defense mechanism and it's usually about pain and it's usually about control and um, also there's a little bit of like kind of like entitlement in this scenario this type of scenario um, or any other scenario that's similar where somebody has done us wrong, we feel like we have the right to be angry. Samar, hi. And maybe we do have the right to be angry for a little bit, but staying in the anger will only cause us damage. Sadness is about loss. So depression is always about, sadness, depression are always about loss in some way. We have lost something. 
whether we've lost our dog or we've lost our home or we've lost our job, uh, like with, you know, when everybody, we were experiencing the, you know, not being able to leave our homes, a lot of us experience the loss of just normal everyday life. So sadness is always about loss. If you are stuck in those emotions, then what we need to look at is trying to find the blessings in disguise. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but when my brother committed suicide, I contacted, and I've said, told this story before, I've contacted one of my close friends and told them, I am losing my mind, I can't handle this, um, I'm not okay, I can't do this. And they said, yes, you can, you can do this. And I'm like, no, I can't. And they said, look for the blessings in disguise. And because this was a suicide, I thought that was the most absurd, crazy thing you could ever say to somebody. Like, there's just no possible way. But I knew this person and I knew them well and I trusted them and I still trust them to this day. So I started to look for what could there possibly be, any blessings in disguise. And I found that my family became much closer. My family became much more um, observant of each other. We paid attention more. We reach out and help more. Um, we said, I love you. These were all the blessings in disguise that were behind the tragic event. So if you can try to find some of the blessings in disguise, then what you will do is you will flip the situation. So perhaps, um, you know, for me, it would be uh, my husband, when he makes coffee, he makes a coffee mess every time. I would no longer have to deal with coffee mess. Uh, he walked into my house yesterday with his boots on and literally put this black mud all over my rug. I would no longer have to deal with that. So, and I'm just using silly examples, but those are things that you can say, well, <coughs> what are the blessings in disguise? What are the things that are good for me now? Um, what can be better now? What am I free to do now? It's also a time of, uh, so sometimes it's like a second chance and a lot of times it's a door for you to be able to pay attention to yourself and uh, create a new you when you have a tragedy like this. So let me know if any of these are resonating with you or will help you. One of the other things that, now, I don't know, Brenda, are you into the energy work um, type thing? Because uh, spiritually, things, a breakup would happen, and it would literally be um, because Source Universe is trying to move you forward to a new space. It's trying to create change in your life. Um, and most likely... Uh, it was something that you knew in your timeline at a soul level that you would go through. But the, the key is learning from it and not staying st stuck and allowing yourself to heal. It also allows you to have the opportunity to define more what you do want in a relationship. Um, you look at the relationship, you look at the things that you weren't getting where maybe you weren't getting your needs met and it allows you to define that even clearer for the next time so that's another opportunity that's another gift it's another way to turn this around to change this uh, so let me know what you're thinking about this Samara you have any questions today and there's one other person that's on here okay um, so what I would also do is, um, spiritually and energetically, I would uh, do some work on your chakras, uh, clearing this out, and also seeing if there's any patterns in your life um, where, you know, um, 
so like with my first husband um, he was not faithful and it was the whole time we were together um, and really what was happening there is I wasn't um, I didn't believe in myself enough to speak up for what I needed and what I wanted in a relationship and he kind of took advantage of that in a way so one of the things I learned when um, the marriage finally ended was that I needed to make sure that I was important also does that make sense and that is always one of the goals spiritually is for us to learn that we are important and that self-love is important it's not selfish it's self-love so that we can we can give to others because we are giving from a space of being full of being open of being um, not depletion and not because I want to be loved but because I am full of love and I have enough to give out so that's another healing space that can happen in that in there what else do you guys want to talk about today when we heal these deep emotions it is a process it takes work um, and it takes uh, dedication to kind of stay on it to want to be better to want to heal it's not always easy but if you can try to find the blessings in the bad and turn those around and then couple that with some chakra work where you're clearing out the chakras so you open the chakras by spinning them to the right okay so chakra is a wheel and we spin it to the right and imagine all the dark coming out black brown gray all this like gunk coming out and then you Fill it with the white light of source. Fill it with love. Fill it with the white light of source. And allow yourself to be healed. All right. What else do we want to talk about th today? Samara, I don't know if you were on in the beginning. Um, I turned on the video and Facebook has done some changes. And I was actually live in somebody else's group. It was insane it was so crazy and I had to get back over here where I'm supposed to be um, so tell me what else you guys want to talk about tonight what else do you want to work on when I have big emotions too one of the things that I do you guys when I have big emotions is I acknowledge the emotion I know that it's there and I allow it to be I don't fight it I just allow it to be because I know that eventually emotions will they will move all on their own they will change we just have to be with them enough hey hi I see you Samar what do you want to know today Samar <coughs> emotions are energy in motion and they will change because again everything is energy and energy always has to flow when we hold on to something that's when they become stuck so we don't want to hold on to things we want to move forward we want to allow ourselves to move forward those defense mechanisms that I was talking about we those come from the ego being wounded saying we must protect ourselves we must um, not allow this to happen but those never actually work we always still end up getting hurt so if you were to say, and I'm not saying you say this, but if you were to say, oh, I'm never going to love again, that's it, it's over, I'm never going to let anybody get close to me, the reality is, is that people are still already close to you and that you will still get hurt. The defense mechanisms never work. They just never work. Um, but we do like to use them. So you be with the emotion you acknowledge it and then I remind myself okay this is going to pass this won't stay forever 
this will move at some point. And some emotions, depending on how big they are, um, take longer to go away. And also, one of the things to do when you have traumatic events or people that are not nice to you do things is you need to look at the type of person they are. Okay? Because a lot of times we take things personally and we make it about us and we say that we are not measuring up, we are not good enough. Happiness mechanism is better, yes. Um, that we didn't do enough, uh, we didn't try hard enough. We always tend to look at ourselves and figure out how we are not um, good enough, how we did something wrong, how we're not smart enough. But, and it's not to say to don't ever, you know, don't ever take responsibility for your portion, but a lot of times we need to realize that the reason people act and do things the way they do, it's normally not really about us. It's more about them. It's usually more about them. And I can tell you that in marriages from doing couples counseling, what I have found is that um, almost, well, actually every single time there is a breakdown of communication. Somewhere, somehow, there there's not, the communication isn't there. That's what I find across the board when I do like marriage counseling. Okay. So Samar's bringing up a good point. Um, raising your vibrations when you're sad. So raising your vibrations when you, so again, when I say that emotions are energy in motion, I mean, um, late night or middle of the night seems to bring negative self-thoughts, okay. So, emotions are an energy state within the body. And if you notice that, uh, this is another thing that's been coming up a lot this week. So again, there's, there's a theme for the day, right? Um, sad emotions are heavy. They're literally heavy. You can feel them, they're heavy. To get my hair cut sometime this week, you guys. I'm so bad about getting my hair cut. That's just a little side note, isn't it? Uh, um, anxious emotions, they are literally, they're wiry, they're jittery, they're anxious, right? That's an energy, okay? Anger is like a tense, tight energy. Everything gets tight, your neck gets tight, your hands get tight, your stomach gets tight. Uh, your forehead gets tight. Anger is a very tense, tight energy. Literally an energy within the body. So when I say emotions are energy in motion, I literally mean that they actually change the frequency of the cells in your body. And your body is cells, which is energy. Everything in your body is, is it's just one big chemistry which is all energy. So, hey Darcy. So when you're having an emotional state, you are literally having an energy state. And when people say, oh, raise your vibration, for some of us, it's super annoying. It's like, whatever, raise, you, raise your vibration. How am I supposed to raise my vibration, right? Well, the second part of this is that you notice the emotion, you, Tell yourself, okay, I'm having some anger, I'm having some depression, I'm having some anxiety. Not that I am angry, not that I am anxious, but I'm having this. Um, and because when you state, I am sad, I am mad, I am jealous, I am what confused, I am, these are things, you're owning it. And it's creating you. But when you're having it, it's different. I'm just having it for this moment, meaning already it will pass. So when you're having an emotion, you, you express it that way. I'm having this emotion. 
that tells you right there that it's going to pass. If I want to raise my vibration, the second part of this is your thoughts and your emotions are directly linked. Okay? It's very hard to unlink them. And some people can do that. I mean, you can have thoughts without an emotion, but your thoughts and your emotions are directly linked. So if you are going to think negative, you are going to feel negative. It, it's a given. You are going to feel negative. So if you can just find a way to just start to think positive thoughts, that is what is meant by raising your vibration. Because it's hard to say, well, why don't you just change your emotion? Well, I can't change my emotion because I have all this anger or I have all this anxiety or I have all this pain. I can't just jump and change my emotion. I can't just jump and change my vibrational state. It's not that easy. But if we start with changing some of those thoughts, then you can start that process. So what I do is, um, like, so guys, I don't like to get up in the morning. I just don't. I, I've never liked to get up in the morning. I just don't like it. I want to be able to get up when my body wants to get up, but that's not how life is constructed here. That's not how life works with a job, and that's not how life works with kids. So when I get up in the morning, I do tend to kind of drag a little bit, and that's where my negative thoughts will start. Um, so for like uh, Samara on here, she's saying late night or middle of the night. For me, it's morning morning it's like why do i have to get up and why do i have to do this and why is the world shaped this way and blah, 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 right it's all these negative thoughts so what i do is i will start very slowly with i can do this i do this every day you can get up you can get ready once you get ready once you get in the shower you'll be fine uh, you'll won't even think about it you'll be ready for work in no time it starts to change the vibration to this uh why do i got to do this to okay come on you can do this right now i am much more a morning person if i'm going to work i definitely want to work in the morning versus night but i don't like having to get up i i don't mind working and all of that. It's the getting up part that I don't like. Um, so if you can see, just by changing a few of those thoughts, already I'm setting a new motion. And there's times where I will, um, because I get so busy in my life, and I have so many things to do all the time, uh, it's like a feeling of getting kind of overwhelmed. Like, how am I going to get it all done? So I, and sometimes, it, you know, my mind will like to think that um, maybe I haven't done enough in a day. So I will change that vibration. I will raise that vibration by saying, I am productive. I am motivated. I am productive. I can do this. I'm motivated and I'm... And I just repeat that to myself as I'm walking through my house, as I'm picking up towels to take it to the laundry, as I'm getting ready for work. I am motivated and I am productive. I am motivated and I am productive. I can get things done. And as you see, like I can start, like that momentum is going. That's called raise your vibration. Okay? So in a painful situation, what you would do is, I'm okay. I am better now. I am free to make my choices. Things are going to work out. I can handle this. You just start slow. Abraham Hicks uh, talked about this a lot. Um, and she explained it. And I don't know if everybody understood it or some people understood it. But she would say start slow or start soft or gentle, she would say. And this is what she meant. So just pick a few statements for you that seem to work for you to change those heavy emotions. Just start repeating them. It'll be okay. This will be okay. I'll figure it out. You don't have to know how or why. I'll figure it out. Right?
You can have, I tell myself, you can have two and a half days and get up, yeah. So, um, so that is actually how you raise your vibration. Okay, now other people, you can go outside for a walk, you can uh, exercise, um, you know, you can do many, many things. But normally, it's our thoughts that keep us trapped in emotions. That's the other thing that keeps us trapped in an emotional state or makes an emotional state we're having worse, okay, is our thoughts. So you want to be mindful of your thoughts. You want to watch, you want to observe your thoughts. You can observe yourself and you want to watch what you're saying. And if you want to feel better, then that's where your, self, your will comes in. That's where your, um, if you want to call it uh, discipline comes in, is being strict enough with yourself to Stop those negative thoughts and say, no, you know what, it's okay. I'm going to be okay. I can do this. You don't know how you're going to do it. You don't need to know how. You just need to give yourself enough momentum and then things will happen, right? You just need to change the vibration. So uh, let me know if you have any other questions with that. That was a really good point, Samar. Thank you. For that um, and I'm just telling you for me the mornings are bad and then sometimes when I get overwhelmed um, or I feel like maybe I haven't done enough in a day but that's usually because I have so many things that I need to get done in a day and so many different things I'm juggling um, with so many different kids uh, like tonight I've had multiple children I've been talking to dealing with um, that kind of thing. Um, so sometimes I feel like I don't get enough done and uh, then it makes me feel like, um, you know, I'm not being good enough or I'm not, you know, handling enough in life or maybe I'm being lazy and I have to stop myself. So you do have to be strict with yourself when you are thinking negative. You have to kind of stop. You have to notice when you're doing that. And you have to say, hey, knock it off. Don't do that to yourself. Because again, I firmly believe that the only opinion that really matters is yours. So I could tell you that I like you all day and that you're great and that you're awesome. But if you don't truly believe that you're awesome and you're great, it won't matter how much I tell you watching your thoughts and watching the negative stream of thoughts is super super important and start to begin to change those now another way that you can change your frequency and I use this a lot a lot is I go onto YouTube and I type in sound meditation and we want sound because we don't want words now if you want words you can use words but I would prefer the sound or you can type in uh, frequency or Hertz so if you are feeling depressed you would type in depression frequency if you're feeling angry you would type in angry frequency angry Hertz angry sound meditation and you'll find hundreds of meditations that are just sound and why do we want sound because again we want to change the vibration that's what we want to change, the vibration. And you don't have to listen to them for long for them to work. So these are other ways to move your energy. Um, a lot of people do use uh, meditation and you can, um, you know, regular meditation, you can find one that, uh, oh, reliving memories. Okay. Yes, we will do that. Um, regular meditation is also something that you can use that you can uh, actually follow the words and go through a healing process. Um, yes, sound meditation for back pain, yeah, it works, it really does. Because guys, everything is energy. There's nothing that's not energy. Your cells, your body is just a huge chemical 
reaction. It's one chemical reaction after another, binding, letting go, releasing, signaling, electrical signals. Like it's all energy. It really is all energy. So meditation really works. Um, you can also just do your own meditation. So if you're having issues in your heart chakra, you could do your own meditation um, to change the energy in your heart, right? So these are a bunch of different ways to actually raise your vibration. So a long time, you know, I would hear that and I would say, well, what is that supposed to mean exactly? What am I supposed to do with that, right? Uh, what is a vibration? And how am I supposed to raise my vibration if I'm so low? Well, it's catching those thoughts. That's the key, catching those thoughts. So um, the vibrations um, for me actually usually uh, 10, 15 minutes, you can start to notice a difference. So it, there, it doesn't take long to listen to them. Um, before you can start to see a change within your energy if it's the right frequency for you and uh, my neck is doing better it is not completely fixed but I did find a new chiropractor who is doing a bunch of different modalities I've also been doing meditations on it um, and yep I've been doing uh, following some Joe Dispenza meditations on that and I have been working on Samara your suggestion for the 8th and 9th. Uh, I've been actually doing a lot of learning about the different dimensions, um, really trying to get those concepts down. And once I do get them down, I'll bring them to the group to share. Uh, but I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about first. And in reaching the different dimensions is where you can create that spontaneous uh, healing. So I'm working all that, Samar. Um, so let's go back up here for a second. Um, there's a couple things. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Some days it's effortless to do many things, and other days I'm feeling lazy. Mantras help with whatever you need. Yes, you can look up um, the mantras. So seed mantras for the chakras. They're called seed mantras for the chakras. Or you can create your own mantras. Um, those do work. And the reason that I find that some days um, are effortless and some days are harder is one, because we do go through a lot of things on a daily basis that we don't understand. Uh, we do take in a lot of data, a lot of information, and the body has to process it. But also because of our sun, our moon, um, the moving of the planets, the circadian rhythm within the body, and also, you know, the earth has its own heartbeat, the, the uh, Schumann resonance, and I think that um, it changes, and then also, like, wherever the moon is, that changes, so I think that plays a factor in it, too. But how do you break the cycle of reliving memories? The first thing is... Um, you notice that you're reliving the memory. That's the first thing. So you're saying you, you'll be having a good day and for apparently no reason, I will relive discovering the affair or I'll relive times my husband raged at me, calling me, yep, okay. So becoming aware of those thoughts. And what happens again is because we learn through association so again when you have that those traumatic events your mind is taking a snapshot of those events and it's traumatic so it, it really pays attention and it stores all that data within you within your cells within your body so it's storing the time of the day the lighting the temperature the season the smells all of that it is storing all of that in the permanent memory bank. And then it's even stored all this information that you just didn't even notice. Um, so the conscious mind stores 4% of information, but the subconscious mind stores 96% of your information that you're not even aware of, don't even know about, don't even think about.
So as you're going through your day, all it takes is one little thing to trigger that memory because we link things together and also because your mind took a snapshot of so much information. So it could be a smell, it could be a color, it could be a shape. That's all it takes for the mind to bring up the memory. Okay, and that's why you can be going through your day, you think everything's great, and then you get triggered. Okay, um, it just takes a little tiny thing, doesn't take a whole lot. The key in that is, so we can't really necessarily stop ourselves from getting triggered or the memory being brought up. It's more important to notice when you're having that memory, when you are back in those spaces and say, okay, what am I doing back here? Why am I back here? And stopping yourself from reliving that scenario. So that, that's the self-awareness, that's stepping outside of yourself and becoming aware of yourself. And you notice, oh, I'm back, why am I back here, okay? Because it doesn't matter how many times you are going to think about that. It's not going to ever feel good. It's never going to feel good, no matter how many times you think of it. So it's important to notice that you're doing it and tell yourself, nope, I'm not going back there. I'm not going back to a year ago. I'm not going back to 10 years ago. I'm not going back to 20 years old. I'm not, nope, not doing it. And literally fighting with your mind because the mind will insist that we must think about this. We must think about this. We have to think about this. But you don't. You know what happened. You were there. You already lived it once. Rethinking about it is not going to change it. It's not going to stop it from happening. It's not going to change the outcome. It is literally our form of self-torture. And I did that for years until I noticed I was doing it. And then when I would, this memory would be, would pop up, I would be like, whoa, what are you doing here? I, I don't like you. And I, and it's not a matter of denial. So it's not like I don't think about it and I, I don't deal with it. So I've already dealt with the emotions. I've allowed myself to have the emotions. I've cried it out. I've wrote it out. I've whatever. I've allowed the emotions to be. I've let them have their time. I have felt them. And I have said, okay. Now you deserve better. Now it is time to move forward. It is time to let that go and realize that that person or that situation was not for me. It was not good for me. And I deserve more. Okay? So I'm not saying to not deal with the emotion. I'm saying in the present, there is no sense in thinking about the past. You cannot actually change it. You, all you're doing is torturing yourself. Right? So that's the first thing. You notice the memory. You notice where you're at. You tell yourself, no, not going there. And you literally, and I know it's that easy and that hard at the same time, literally not going there, not doing that. And you change the thought. Um, you come up with a short mantra that will work for you of, I deserve better, not going there. Um, I'm not dealing with that. Uh, I, whatever mantra works for you, it can be just a short little saying that, that reminds you, oh, I'm in the past, I need to come to the present, I'm making a new future, your future's better now, whatever it is that you need to do to bring yourself to the future, right? Um, does this make sense for you? Does this make sense for everybody? When you get triggered to a bad emotion and you have already dealt with the emotion, and you've already let that emotion be, you've cried it out, there's no sense in reliving it. Stop reliving it, right? It, I did that for many, many years. And all you're doing is re-hurting yourself. And that person is gone, done, gone on with their life. They gone, they've gone on, right? And so we are the ones that are still hurting. Um, The other thing here is to realize that if somebody is treating you badly, OK, 
okay, it is, it's important to look at what kind of person does that? What kind of person treats another person badly? If you are a well person, if you are healed inside, if you are on your journey to get better, and you know, you have what I call source or God in your heart, you would not treat people that way. So that tells me about what kind of person you are and where you're at on the evolution scale as far as like self-development, uh, enlightenment. And it's not necessarily a judgment. So I don't think, oh, they're a bad person. They're so far down on the enlightenment scale. I think, oh, okay, that's where you're at. Just fine. You can be there. But I want to be over here. I want to be in this space where there's love, there's understanding, there's, um, you know, compassion and you're over here so you know what you're not the person for me because in order for somebody to abuse you they themselves have to not be well if they were well they wouldn't abuse they just wouldn't well people don't abuse people that they, they just don't right so in order to abuse somebody or to treat somebody mean or badly they have to feel bad inside and they can be in that space but I can be over here in this space. I can be over here in my space. And that's okay. So what I'm saying to you is people act how they feel. If they don't feel good inside, they won't act good. It's not really about you. It doesn't mean you're worthless. It doesn't mean that um, you deserve it. It just means that that's where they're at. They're not well. And that's how they um, treat people. That's how they treat others. So it's super important to not take it uh, personally. It's super important to do that and realize that it's because they are not well. It has nothing to do with your worth. Nothing to do with your worth. It's because they're not well. Hi Karen, how are you? Um, so what else uh, do you guys want to know or want to talk about uh, tonight? I always remind myself um, if I have any bad thoughts or bad feelings about you know, ways that people treat me, I always stop and I always think, what kind of person would I have to be and where, where would I have to be on this self-development, self-improvement journey to be able to behave like that? And that's how I realized that um, they're still wounded. That doesn't mean it's okay for them to abuse me, but that means that I don't have to carry that with me because I now know it's not about me, it's about them. And then I can still set the boundary and I can still say, hey, you don't get to talk to me that way. You don't get to do that, um, right? I can still put distance between them. That is how they treat themselves. Hey, Berta. Um, they also are not treating themselves well. They think they're treating themselves well, uh, but in reality, they're not doing that. Um, Darcy, that's nice. You put it. I put them, put the meditations in when I go to bed too. Um, there's many times where I will sleep to them, um, and I wake up in the middle of the night, and sometimes they're still going. Because you can find, uh, yeah, three-hour, six-hour, eight-hour meditations. You can find really long ones that you can sleep to. So. Any other questions uh, that you guys want to talk about tonight? Any other things that you want to look at tonight? Uh, Smar, you may you said one other thing. What did you say about what about men hanging out together three or four nights burping? Yeah, 
Oh, uh, yeah, men. Men are a whole different kind of breed, aren't they? Um, oh, what helped you was me and counseling. Nice, very nice. Yeah, healing is a process, and we have to, um, you know, we have to work on it. And the negative thinking is so so common. Um, always not thinking that we're enough, uh, you know, we're not enough, we're not good enough, we're not doing enough, people don't like me, uh, there's, and then there's the other side of, I always have bad luck, people never treat me well, we have so many negative thoughts, so, so much of the time. If you want to start to feel better and start to feel happier, it's super important to start paying attention to those thoughts and to start stopping them. It's super important to do that and to break that habit. The more that you break that habit, actually what will happen is you will, um, I, hi Samar, thank you, missed you too. Uh, you were off vacationing for a long time. Um, the more that you break the negative thoughts, the more that you stop those, you will actually rewire the brain, you guys. It actually literally will rewire the brain. And what will happen is you will stop, um, you will actually stop having so many negative thoughts so often because your brain will start to take a new circuit. So what I am telling you and what I teach you actually rewires the brain. So it's super important that you, you really pay attention to those thoughts and that you really change um, how you're thinking. Oh, Karen, you're talking about, um, which one was that? Was that the one I did for the workshop or the other one? And Roberta, as far as your question, um, the answer is yes. Is it true about 3 a.m. waking up every day at 320? Yes, so the idea here is that the veil is thinner at that time. So the veil of forgetfulness, um, the veil or the block or the portal or the doorway between the dimensions is thinner. Oh, it's one of these lives. I think that was one that I did care where it's just like a random let's do it. We can do that too. Um, I think it was one where I was doing like through the chakras. Um, we can do that again sometime if you want to do. I can put a note. Um, I have to make myself notes because <laughs> I forget. Uh, meditation group. So I can put that on the thing where next week um, we can do a releasing meditation some sort of med healing meditation. Um, so the portal to the other dimensions is the thinnest around that 3 a.m. Or you can think about it as, um, you know, the doorway to the other side is thinner at that time. Hi, Virginia. You like the releasing one about putting the stuff on the boat? Oh, yeah, I like that one. I created that one one day um, my regular job I used to do acupuncture uh, regular acupuncture and meditation and I just kind of created that one day but I'll make a note here to um, add the boat so I have meditation group boat yeah um, so the 3 a.m. mark is where apparently um, it's not apparently it is the around uh, the portal, the doorway, like I said, whatever you want to call it, is thinner to the other side, to the other dimensions, um, just to the other side, to the angels. It's thinner at that time. So supposedly if you wake up at that time, you're supposed to just kind of be silent and just pay attention to what you're getting on the inside. Um, not necessarily your thoughts, but what you're getting on the inside. Um, and to just listen and kind of hear or feel what guidance you're getting. It's, you're able to get it stronger during that time. 
uh, easier at that time. It's easier to hear it at that time, right? So um, that is that is something that's always been true, and uh, I have woke actually I have woke up recently at the three o'clock mark recently, last couple of days. So I do think that energetically something is going on. Uh, that's another thing that um, that I wanted to um, kind of revisit was the equinoxes and how important they really are to us and how the energy shifts. So we're shifting um, into, we should be shifting like into, well, it's still April, May, March, April. We will be shifting into like a Taurus, right? Because Taurus is coming up, which is a whole different energy than the Pisces. Yeah. So. Yes, if you get woke up at three, pay attention to your inner dialogue, to yourself, to what you're getting. So, your mind goes crazy when you wake up to three to five. Okay, so I will um, make a note somewhere um, about that, to talk about that. So it looks like you guys have the discussion for next week all picked out, right? Um, and I am going to take notes of what you're saying, uh, Karen, about these. Yeah, those meditations. We were rewiring. Do we need to address all of our old traumas and old conditioning in order to rewire? Um, you don't have to address all of them necessarily to rewire. But you do need to address the significant ones. I would address the big ones to rewire and then um, address the little ones after. So if you hit the big ones to make the big shift and then the little ones after, you can, you can just kindly add them in. But you will always be updating or rewiring or reconditioning as you are on this journey. I just had a space um, in my life where it was kind of like I had to go through another dark night of the soul and I was like, what the heck is going on? I had to relook at some things um, and make some adjustments. So it's not something that ever fully stops, but I would say definitely do the big ones first and then the little ones. We all need notes, yes. <laughs> Right, I do need notes. So I will take your guys' suggestions and I will um, make some notes about those for the next um, live. And then I will also put in um, the rewire and the boat. Uh, Virginia, I'll put that in there. Um, and then we'll talk about like the three to 5 a.m. We can definitely do that. Okay, uh, and then if you do have, you know, more questions about, you know, during the week, you guys feel free to post them in the group if you just have a question, you have something going on. And then Samar, oh, yes, uh, in the other group that I've mentioned, you guys, um, a few times, it is the, she renamed it to Know Thyself Revolution, Eckhart Tolle group. Uh, we are going to be doing a workshop in May. If you guys want to check that out, uh, I should be able to, actually we're finalizing it now, so I'll be putting a link in the group soon, this group, for it. So it's a workshop with a bunch of other amazing uh, teachers and healers. Um, and I will be having a space where I'm teaching on one on Saturday and Sunday. And it's just going to be an awesome workshop class where you get a bunch of healing in one space. Um, so if you're interested, I'll definitely put the link in. The third eye. Um, so the third eye. I, Roberta, if you go in this group, there is um, a document in this group. If you go up to the top and um, it's like under files or whatever, there is a document in there that talks about how to open uh, psychic ability. Um, 
but after next week, if you guys want, we can do a session that's um, kind of geared towards uh, psychic ability again. We can do that again. I heard you have to do it just right. No, you don't. No, the workshop that I'm going to be doing is in May. It's May uh, 21st, 22nd. It's that weekend. It's the in May. So to give people time to sign up. But you don't have to open the third eye in just a certain way. It opens different for everybody. Okay. But we can do um, a session devoted to that again. Um, we did that before. All right. So, um, I have my notes, and I'll do some homework, and we'll figure out what we'll talk about, and we'll do a meditation next week. Any other questions, you guys, please put them in the group during the week if you have any other questions. Um, and if you need to, you can always reach out to me on the side. So, I hope everybody has an awesome night. Thank you.